Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled A Head Start on Acute and Preventive Migraine Treatment, Integrating the Latest Recommendations and Evidence on Oral CGRP-Targeted Therapies in Practice. To access the full program and supporting materials, visit www.answersincme.com forward slash AFP860. This activity is supported by an educational grant from AbbVie Incorporated. Hello, my name is Dr. Jessica Ailani. I'm a clinical professor of neurology at Georgetown University Medical Center and a headache specialist. Migraine, though a common disorder, continues to be underdiagnosed and therefore undertreated. This can cause an increased burden of disease. With many options available for the treatment of migraine, it's important to first make the diagnosis and then to understand what options to present to the patient for treatment. Ideally, the goals of treating a migraine attack are to rapidly treat the attack and minimize the need for additional rescue medications. We also want to reduce the need for emergency department or office visits and select a cost-effective therapy with the fewest side effects. But most of all, we want a treatment that enables the patient to return to normal function. We have many options to treat migraine attacks. Acute treatments with established efficacy that are migraine-specific include our traditional therapies, like triptans and ergots, and some of our newer specific therapies, like GPANS and DITANS. GPANS are part of the family of treatments that block CGRP. They're small molecule oral medications and can be used, as needed, for migraine attacks. The American Headache Society consensus statement includes considerations for when to try a newer treatment rather than a traditional treatment. This includes patients with a confirmed diagnosis of migraine who have contraindications, intolerance, or inadequate response to traditional therapies like a triptan. Most people with migraine will have attacks two to three times a month, and acute treatment may be all they need. However, up to 40% of patients with migraine may require preventive treatment to help reduce the frequency of attacks. The American Headache Society suggests offering a person with migraine preventive medication when they're having three or more migraine attacks per month with severe disability to six or more migraine attacks per month with no disability, where acute treatments are ineffective or causing side effects or according to patient preference. An easy way to start the conversation about preventive treatment is asking the patient if they'd be willing to consider a medication to reduce the number of migraine days per month. For preventive treatment options, migraine-specific therapies, including CGRP monoclonal antibodies, all have established efficacy. Atojapant and Remigipant are G-pants that now have been FDA-approved for the prevention of episodic migraine but their approval came after the publication of the American Headache Society guidelines. They would both be considered to have established efficacy for migraine prevention. In the next session, let's discuss the efficacy data of novel oral CGRP receptor antagonists for the acute treatment of migraine. CGRP receptor antagonists, also known as GPAN, are small molecules that are taken orally. They block activation of the pain pathway that occurs due to CGRP and prevent vasodilation without causing vasoconstriction. G-pants are the only FDA-approved drug class for both acute and preventive treatment of migraine. 
Let's focus on the data on G-Pants for the acute treatment of migraine. Ubrojapant was the first G-Pant to receive FDA approval for the acute treatment of migraine in adults. It is available in 50 and 100 milligram doses. Both doses in the trials showed significant two-hour pain freedom and freedom from most bothersome symptom compared with placebo. Real-world efficacy data showed that a majority of current users were satisfied with Ubrojapant and 85% had the ability to return to function and think clearly after use. Ubrojapant users also reduced the use of other acute treatments for migraine, such as triptans, opioids, barbiturates, and NSAIDs. Remijapant is another FDA-approved acute treatment for migraine that also demonstrated efficacy in two-hour pain freedom and two-hour freedom from most bothersome symptom. Pool data showed that patients receiving remijapant for the acute treatment of migraine found it to be efficacious whether or not they were using concurrent preventive treatment options for migraine. In clinical practice, it can be hard to decide which GPANT to choose, ubrojapant or remijapant. While they can both be effective for acute treatment, ubrojapant does have a shorter half-life and the option for repeat dosing. So it can be beneficial for patients who prefer to have a backup dose in case their migraine returns. GPANs tend to interact with other medications, so the multiple doses available with ubrojapant are advantageous in case dose adjustments need to be made. Remijapant is an orally disintegrating tablet that can be administered as needed up to once a day. It has a longer half-life, so it can really be beneficial for those who have longer migraine attacks. In my clinical practice, I prescribe it to my patients with menstrual or status migraine or patients who have associated nausea. It can also be helpful when patients have no water available or prefer an orally disintegrating tablet. Remedjapant is also preferable for patients who are on the verge of needing preventive treatment or who need both an acute and preventive treatment option. In the next session, let's discuss the efficacy data of novel oral CGRP receptor antagonists for the preventive treatment of migraine. The idea that a GPANT can be used to treat migraine without causing medication overuse headache led to the consideration of GPANTs for the prevention of migraine. In the early 2000s, the GPANT telcagipant was the first GPANT studied for migraine prevention, but unfortunately, liver toxicity led to cessation of drug development. Reformulation of the current GPANTs made them safer for the liver and brought back the idea of studying GPANTs for migraine prevention. Two oral GPANTs have been FDA approved for the preventive treatment of episodic migraine. Atojapant was studied in three doses, 10 milligrams daily, 30 milligrams daily, and 60 milligrams daily and each dose was found to be statistically significant to reduce migraine frequency over a 12-week time period by a mean of four days compared with 2.5 days with placebo, and to improve migraine frequency as soon as the first week after use. As discussed in the previous session, remedjapant has shown to be effective for the acute treatment of migraine. Recent data shows that it's also effective for the preventive treatment of migraine and is now FDA-approved for this indication. In a 12-week study for the use of prevention of migraine, remijapant every other day was shown to reduce migraine frequency. Remijapant was also found to statistically significantly reduce migraine frequency as soon as the first week after use. Remijapant, when given every other day, can also be used as needed on off days 
making it the first oral acute and preventive agent available for migraine. This can sometimes present a conundrum in clinical practice. How can you have a treatment that you can use as needed, but also use for preventive treatment when patients are only given 16 tablets a month? Well, there was recent data presented from a one-year open-label phase on the pivotal trials for migraine prevention, where patients were able to use Remigipan every other day, plus as needed. And this data showed us that patients were actually using, on average, about 14 tablets a month, and this was a 28-day month. This indicated that patients had minimal need for acute treatment over time because they did pretty well using Remigipan for prevention. In the next session, let's discuss safety concerns when optimizing treatment with G-Pants. Let's review the safety and tolerability of G-Pants for acute treatment. Ubrojapan and Remigipant were generally well-tolerated in the clinical trials for acute treatment of migraine. The label for Ubrojapan reports the possibility of developing nausea and somnolence. As for Remigipant, its label reports the possibility of developing nausea. Ubrojapant and Remigipant are both metabolized by the liver using the CYP3A4 system. So it is important that you run your interactions through your electronic medical record system to make sure that patients don't have an interaction with any medication they're currently taking. If they start any new medications, especially if they're started on a new antibiotic or antifungal medication, advise your patients to speak with their pharmacist to ensure they won't have an interaction. As for the safety and tolerability of atojapant and remigipant for prevention of migraine, the label states that atojapant could lead to constipation, nausea, and fatigue. Rates of these side effects are pretty similar regardless of the dose. Remigipant, on the other hand, can also cause nausea and can lead to abdominal pain or dyspepsia. Constipation is the most common side effect we see in clinical practice, and I recommend a high-fiber diet or supplement when starting a medication. If it continues, I might add something like magnesium supplementation or suggest something like prune juice. If these options fail, cessation of medication may be considered. If nausea occurs, I advise using the medication after a snack or a meal. If this fails, I would recommend changing to a different G-Pant. If patients experience nausea with one G-Pant, they may not experience nausea with another. For fatigue, I advise the patient to take medication in the evening. Switching to a different G-Pant might also be helpful. For drug-drug interactions, it is very important that you dose adjust if they're on atojapant or ubrojapant but for remigipant, the dose has to be held for 48 hours. In clinical practice, our patients might be on a CGRP monoclonal antibody for prevention, and they might wonder if a G-Pant would work as needed as acute treatment for migraine. This was not studied in the pivotal trials, but there have been real-world and pharmacokinetic studies showing us that this combination is likely safe and can be effective. This is true regardless of whether a patient is on a CGRP monoclonal antibody like arenumab that blocks a CGRP receptor, or if they're on a CGRP monoclonal antibody that binds the ligand, like galcanizumab, premonizumab, or eptinizumab. In the next session, let's bring this all together to translate the information to your practice with an example of a typical case seen frequently in my practice. Now let's review a case 
to show how one might integrate the latest data on CGRP-targeted therapies in practice. A 43-year-old woman has a history of migraine without aura. She has six headache days per month. She's missing about one day of work and about two social events every three months. She's tried some over-the-counter, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and one oral tryptan, but these treatments haven't been effective or have caused sedation. She's really not interested in trying another tryptan. What's going to be a good option for this patient? She's obviously having some disability, missing a day of work, and many social events every three months. She's also having six headache days per month. Based on the American Headache Society recommendations, we should be discussing prevention with this patient. So we ask her, would you be interested in being on a medication that would reduce the frequency of your migraine attacks? She says, I really don't want to be on a medication every day. I need a better option to treat these attacks when they're occurring. Every person with migraine needs acute treatment for their attacks, and this patient would be a great candidate for a GPAN, as she's had a negative outcome with a tryptan. Any FDA-approved acute GPAN would work, but one that can also be a preventive would be a good option for this patient. So we gave her a prescription for Remigipan and followed up with her in four to six weeks. Had she preferred a rescue treatment with the same medication, Ubrojapan would be a better option. Now, if she returns and was experiencing about 10 days a month of migraine, finds it difficult to take a treatment every other day and wants a daily treatment, we might decide to try Atojapan. For a GPAN naive patient who needs to start from prevention, we may also discuss Atojapan versus Remigipan and decide based on their preference for daily versus every other day dosing, or thinking about dose adjustments if that would be needed due to concomitant medications, in which case Atojapan might be a better option, and we also would take a look at insurance coverage. The advantage with the GPAN is that it's a simple conversation. Here's a single medication with limited side effects and no risk of medication overuse headache. However, there is a cost associated with GPANs and prior authorization that's involved. In this case, we had to submit a medical attestation that the patient didn't tolerate a tryptan and it was medically necessary to move to the next category of treatment. In summary, newer treatments like GPANs have made treating migraine simpler bringing options to patients who have not had success with prior treatments or have had contraindications to treatments in the past. The American Headache Society consensus statement can guide treatment-related conversations and when newer treatment options can be considered. Thank you for your attention, and I hope you've enjoyed this program. Thank you for listening. Please visit www.answersincme.com forward slash AFP 860 to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.